Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year, every year. And thanks again for joining us for another installment of another Christmas story written by yours truly. This week's chapter, Chapter 9, will be read to you by Ron Hogan of the always amazing Filmstrip Podcast, or as he's more commonly known around these parts, President Hot Dog. It's especially fitting he is reading the chapter that's dropping today on April Fool's Day, because in it, he does one of the most hilariously offensive New York accents you'll ever hear. And when I heard it, I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I think y'all will too. Other than that, I don't have any housekeeping to go over with you this week, other than the fact that I wanted to say on Sunday, March 28th, I did drop on Facebook my ideal cast, quote-unquote, depicting who I would like to see play all these main characters if this were ever to be made into a movie, which I'd gotten a lot of questions about in private messages and the like from some of y'all listeners, so I put that in our Facebook group, so it's up there to peruse at your leisure if it interests you. But other than that, that's all I have for you this week, so I'll kick it over to Ron. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Ron from the Filmstrip Podcast and denofgeek.com. Chapter 9, A New York Christmas, December 24th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Joey didn't manage to get more than an hour's sleep on his red-eye to Newark, and the brief amount of shut-eye he did get was restless, as the scene of Liliana dumping him replayed on a never-ending loop in his head. His waking hours were spent pretending to watch the movies playing on the in-flight entertainment system, while in reality he was more focused on fiddling with the engagement ring in his pocket, mulling over how to best break the two pieces of bad news he was coming home with to his parents later that evening. When the plane finally touched down on the East Coast, Joey was grateful. He hated flying on a good day, and as his plane skidded along the icy runway during landing, he was reminded why with a sudden jolt. He kept telling himself, however, as he stood in the crowded aisle of the plane with his carry-on suitcase by his side, waiting to disembark, that there was no place left for him to go but up. Things could only start getting better for him. And he hoped that a day spent wandering the streets of New York City, all decked out for the holidays, would be enough to shake him from dwelling on his misery. The first thing that struck him when he stepped off the plane was how cold it was. Even though he had flown home just about every Christmas since he had moved out west, 
minus the two he'd spent dating Liliana, having spent the holidays with her family those couple of years. He somehow always managed to forget how different the weather was when he was away. Didn't bother him, however. One of the things that made Christmas feel like Christmas in Joey's mind was the cold and the snow. And if he hadn't been aware of the forecast warning of Winter Storm Elsa in advance, he only needed to take one look at the thick, light gray clouds in the sky above to be assured he was in for a white Christmas. He waited to call his parents in order to let them know he had landed safe and sound until he was making his way through baggage claim, which was teeming with hordes of holiday travelers waiting for their luggage. Indeed, when he was taking out his phone to ring his mother, he found himself getting jostled by a bunch of elementary school kids who were being herded by their teacher towards the carousel to his right, above which the arrival screen indicated the number of the flight from Florida that they had arrived on. Trying to block out the laughing and screaming of children, whom he gathered were visiting Manhattan for the first time based on snippets of conversation he overheard, Joey waited with bated breath for his mother to answer her phone, clucking his tongue impatiently as he listened to the grating ringing on the other end of the line. Finally. Hello? Hey, Mom. Joseph! His mother sounded both excited and relieved. You made it! Of course I made it, Joey replied. Did you really think I wouldn't? You know how I worry, the woman replied. How was your flight? How's Lily? Joey winced at the question. It was good. She's fine, he added quickly, noticing how strangled his voice sounded even in his own ears. Look, Ma, I'm walking through baggage claim right now and it's pretty loud in here, so I should probably... Are you sure you don't want your father or I to come pick you up? We really don't mind. Don't be crazy, Joey interrupted. The family's coming over for dinner later, so just do what you have to do for that, and we can send your sister to come get you. Mom, Joey began, his voice firmer now, don't waste Bella's time. It's an hour and a half from Newark to Bayside on a good day. You know how horrendous traffic gets on Christmas Eve, and that's without snow and the president being in town. Well, how do you plan on getting home then? I've told you a million times, Joey replied, exasperated, as he finally spotted the airport doors and dragged his bags in their direction. I'm going to catch the train from Newark to Penn and spend the day in the city. Ryan's going to give me a lift back to Bayside tonight when he gets off work. If you're sure, I am, Joey insisted, stepping out of the airport and shivering as the cold winter air hit him full on for the first time, forcing him to pinch his jacket clothes tighter around his neck. Well, make sure to tell him he's more than welcome to join us tonight per usual, as long as he doesn't eat all of my stuffed artichokes again. Joey rolled his eyes. That was one time, Mom. Old Italian mothers never forget, his mother said sagely. And Joey could practically see the woman winking in his mind's eye. Right. <laughs> anyway, listen, I... Oh, I forgot to tell you, his mother interrupted excitedly. I ran into Irene Holiday from next door the other day, and guess what? Mary's going to be home for Christmas, too. Joey stopped dead in his tracks so suddenly that a woman talking on the phone of her own behind him nearly walked into him. So sorry, Joey apologized as she swerved around him, throwing a dirty look in his direction. Feeling his stomach constrict tightly, he asked his mom, So, what's your point? What's my point? You two haven't been home for Christmas at the same time in years! We haven't spoken to one another in years either, Mom, Joey gently reminded her. Still, it could be nice to see you, right? His mother asked pointedly. 
You two used to be so close. She was such a big part of your life. It would be nice for Liliana to get to meet her. M Mom, I have to go. Joey cut across her loudly. I'm about to lose signal, he lied. Uh, oh, all right. His mother's voice faltered, disappointed. Well, then I guess... I'll see you later tonight. Love you! And before the woman could say anything else, Joey ended the call and shoved his phone back into his pocket with a loud sigh. <sighs> Mary's gonna be home for Christmas, he repeated to himself, mocking his mother's tone of voice as he followed the signs for the train that would carry him into the city. Why did I need to know that? He glanced skyward, asking whatever higher power might be listening. Is my life just a joke to you? Joey emerged from Penn Station, right in the heart of New York City, about 45 minutes later. After stepping out onto the sidewalk directly in front of Madison Square Garden, he allowed himself a moment to do nothing but stand there and allow his senses time to adjust to the cacophony of sights and sounds around him. Christmas lights were strung up in the trees lining the streets, decorations were plastered on the front of buildings, and beautifully decorated trees were visible within windows. Salvation Army Santa Clauses stood on every corner within eyesight crowds of people, last-minute shoppers and commuters on the way to work, were hurrying along the sidewalks, men and women of all different shapes, sizes, and colors, slipping and sliding on the remnants of ice and slush left by a previous snowfall. At least five different Christmas carols could be heard drifting out of the surrounding buildings, colliding in the air above the crowded sidewalks and busy streets on which taxis sped past, as fast as they could go in the traffic that was getting more backed up by the second, Buses and cars honked in annoyance as they tried to navigate the growing gridlock. As the smell of roasting chestnuts wafted over to him from where a street vendor was selling them on the corner, Joey couldn't help but smile as he took a deep gulp of the cold winter air. He forgot how much he missed the city, especially around this time of year. And he was amazed that standing right in the center of it for less than a minute had already done wonders to lift his spirits. Starting down the sidewalks, couldn't help but mutter aloud to himself, it's good to be home. Joey had half a mind to walk the five minutes it would take him to reach Macy's Herald Square in order to glimpse its famous Christmas window display, but he decided to walk north towards Midtown instead. He had all day to wander New York and see the sights. He wanted to ditch his suitcase first. So he walked all the way to West 55th Street to where Ryan's office building was located between 6th and 7th Avenues. Shivering all the way, but refusing to take the subway because he wanted to immerse himself in the sights and sounds of the city as long as he could. There he is! Ryan emerged from the revolving glass door of this building, a huge smile on his freckled face, moments after Joey came to a stop on the sidewalk outside. It's good to see you, man! You too, Joey agreed, shaking his friend's hand and allowing himself to be pulled into a bone-crushing hug. When they separated, he took in Ryan's appearance. The man had a head of wild red hair and a bushy beard to match it, which hadn't been there the last time they had seen each other. His wide smile met his friendly brown eyes, and his black suit and matching coat clung tightly to him as though they were a tiny bit too small for his frame. Putting on the pounds, huh? <laughs> You'll want to talk, buddy. Ryan backhanded Joey's stomach playfully. Aren't struggling artists supposed to be starving? What can I say? Joey shrugged. I tend to eat my emotions. He patted his stomach contentedly. Though his weight was proportionate to his height, there was no denying he could stand to lose a few pounds. I never lost last year's holiday weight. <laughs> Jeez, no wonder Lil left you, Ryan joked before noticing the expression on Joey's face. Too, too soon, he asked, 
his smile faltering. Just a bit, Joey confirmed, plowing on before his friend could apologize. Don't worry about it. Seriously. Okay, Ryan replied hesitantly. You hanging in okay, though, yeah? I'm fine, Joey insisted with a small smile. Honestly, being here, he gestured around the busy city streets. It's turning out to be a nice distraction. R really? Ryan raised an eyebrow, staring around the street with an expression that suggested he couldn't quite see what his friend could. Hey, whatever works, I guess. Just know that if you ever need to talk about it, I'm here. I know, thanks. The two friends stared awkwardly at one another for a moment before Ryan broke the silence by jokingly asking, Do we need to hug it out now? I think we're good. Good. Ryan glanced back up at his office building before checking his watch. I should probably get back inside. He sighed sadly, taking Joey's suitcase from him. Thanks for holding on to it for me. You should probably straighten your tie before you go back inside, Joey added, indicating the neck piece hanging loosely around his friend's neck. Glancing down at it in surprise, Ryan waved aside the notion. <laughs> they don't care, trust me. He glanced at his watch again. I'll try to get out a bit early tonight. Don't worry about it, Joey assured him. Stay as late as you need to. Trust me, I'm in no rush to get home to see my family. Ryan nodded, sympathetic. That reminds me, though. My mother said you could drop by the house tonight if you want. Ryan's eyes lit up with excitement. I knew I always liked that woman. Of course I want to. It'll be just like old times. He clapped his hand on Joey's shoulder. Plus, you know I can't say no to your mom's cooking. Speaking of which, don't eat all our stuffed artichokes again. That was one time, Ryan exclaimed. Don't tell me your mom is still going on about that. Joey shrugged innocently, listing a laugh from the man before he asked, What are you doing with your day anyway? I plan on being a tourist, Joey replied with an embarrassed smile. But first I'm thinking breakfast. Know any good places around here? The Park Cafe, Ryan answered instantly. It's a two-minute walk away, not even. Turn right on 7th and it's on the corner. As far as little hole-in-the-wall diners go, it's one of the best. That corned beef hash is amazing. Of course you'd say that. You're Irish. Which means I'm harder to please, so I know what I'm talking about. Ryan winked before checking his watch again. Seriously, though, I need to get back upstairs. I'll call you when I get out later. Have fun, Joey said, raising a hand in farewell and watching his friend disappear back into the office building, dragging the suitcase behind him just as the snow began to fall from above. As a cold wind blew down the street, Joey glanced up at the falling snowflakes before shoving his hands into his coat pockets and hurrying in the direction of 7th Avenue, mentally trying to formulate plans for the rest of the day as his stomach growled loudly. Thanks for doing that, Ron. As always, I'm continuously impressed by the voices that the readers we've assembled have been doing for these characters. I can't believe the talent we've managed to get for this project, and I'm eternally grateful to all of them for contributing their time to help me bring my story to life. And listeners, as always, thank you for taking time every week this year to take this long journey with us and strapping in for the long haul to see where these character arcs and this plot goes. I appreciate each and every one of you more than you know, so please keep the feedback coming 
And please, if you are enjoying the story, consider sharing it with your family and friends on your social media feeds in order to get it in front of as many ears as possible. Or as many eyes, because the text of each chapter you hear is made available on our website each week as well. So if reading is more of your thing, or more of their thing, they can read our weekly installments at www.tisthepodcast.com. And if you enjoy Tis the Podcast proper... If you ever want to comment on a movie or television show we discuss, give us feedback on a specific episode, comment on this book, or just interact with us and other listeners of the show in general, check out our social media feeds. All you have to do to get to each one is go to www.tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Facebook group. Our Facebook group is by far the most active of our social media pages. It's always busy year-round, and not just with Christmas chatter, although that is obviously our primary focus. There's plenty of talk about pop culture, movies, TV shows, memes, and other holidays as well, especially those other Burr Month holidays like Halloween and Thanksgiving that lead up to Christmas itself. It's also kind of become a one-stop shop, a hub, if you will, for many of the Christmas podcasts that you know and love on the Christmas Podcast Network. So not only will you find new episodes of Tis the Podcast there and get to interact with Julia, Tom, and myself, but you also find new episodes of shows such as Totally Rad Christmas, Christmas Clatter, TGI Podcast, A Cozy Christmas Podcast, Advent Calendar House Podcast, all of your favorites posted there as well, and find all of the hosts of said shows you know and love on the website too. Always willing to interact with anyone and everyone about anything. It's truly a mini Christmas family that's formed within that Facebook group, and I know, I know, I know, I know I say it every single week, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. I know I can confidently speak for Tom, Julia, and myself when I say it's probably the thing we are most proud of in regards to the show. When we started out, we made a promise that if we got one listener, we'd keep doing the show. And our listener base has grown beyond our wildest imagination, as has a community that has sprouted up around it. And we couldn't be more grateful to each and every one of you. But speaking of the show, if you want more bonus episodes, Christmas cards, enamel pins, ringtones, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash tisthepodcast or www.tisthepodcast.com slash patreon. For as little as a dollar per month, you can get full-length bonus episodes of the show. Recently, we dropped a few bonus episodes, one in which I talked to listener Kendall Ferry about the FXX comedy You're the Worst, one that serves as a late St. Patrick's Day treat for y'all, in which Tom and myself were joined by Mr. Ron Hogan to talk about the 1993 horror comedy Leprechaun, and one in which April Riley joined me to talk Passover and the Passover episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 5, Episode 7, The Seder. In addition, keep your eyes on your Patreon feed this upcoming weekend for our annual Easter bonus episode in which Julia, Tom, and myself discuss the traditionally animated Rankin Bass special, The First Easter Rabbit. And this upcoming Monday, Tom, Julia, and myself are sitting down with a bunch of other Christmas podcast hosts, Tim Babb, Mike Westfall, Jerry Davila, Todd Killian, to talk WandaVision in all of its spoiler-filled glory. So that'll be fun, and eventually we're going to do one with the same group of people to debate Zack Snyder's Justice League, because we all have very strong, different opinions on that film. And on April 12th, Ron Hogan will be joining me on... Patreon again, this time with Jay of Filmster Podcast, to discuss Godzilla vs. Kong, 
which should be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping Tom and or Julia will be able to join us for that one as well. And on April 15th, the day Hallmark releases the annual Keepsake Dream Book for 2021, Todd Killian will be sitting down with me to talk about all the new ornaments being released this year. So lots of fun stuff coming up. It's like I've been telling you in recent weeks, despite the first two months of the year being slow in regards to Patreon, we have a plethora of stuff coming, and we still have plenty of stuff in the pipeline that will be dropping throughout the year. Fireside chats, Christmas movie commentaries, our ongoing review of The Long Halloween, and another month of covering scary movies in October for Halloween itself, in addition to much, much, much more. So if you're not a patron yet, now's the time to subscribe. Rest assured that all money we make goes into improving the quality of our show and coming up with new swag to give to all of y'all. In fact, we're hoping to give patrons early access to new swag we're hoping to unveil at the beginning of summer. Really cool stuff we think you'll all like before making it available to everyone. I know the three of us are excited to unveil it. But another way anyone can win some of the soon-to-be-announced swag, whether you're a patron or not, is by participating in Tis the Podcast's March Madness. That's right, we got in on the March Madness fun this year. So last week, we revealed we're doing a Christmas movie March Madness bracket, and we want all of our listeners to participate. You can vote in matchups via the link and on all of our social media feeds, and download, fill out, and send us your own bracket based on what movies you think will win each matchup, and which will go to be rated the best Christmas movie by our listeners via the online polls. And you can get your bracket to us by emailing it to elves at tisapodcast.com. When all is said and done, Tom, Julie, and myself will tell you the scores of each bracket we receive from you, and whoever scores the highest and makes the most correct predictions will get some of our new swag for free when it comes out this summer. So check it out and enter. The more people who participate, the more fun it will be. And there are other ways to help the podcast besides subscribing to Patreon and engaging with us on and sharing our social media pages as well. You can help the show in a free way by leaving us a review on iTunes, because every new review helps new listeners find us and helps us spread the Christmas cheer through 365 days per year. Coming up on our main show, Easter Sunday, April 4th, you'll get to hear last year's Patreon-exclusive episode in which Tom, Julia, and myself discuss Rankin-Bass's stop-motion animated special, The Easter Bunny is Coming to Town, while patrons get a new exclusive episode, as I mentioned, the first Easter Rabbit. And this upcoming Monday, April 5th, you'll get to hear an episode in which we discuss the two Christmas episodes of the 80s sitcom Alf, starring that lovable, furry, cat-eating alien. And on Tuesday, Tom, Julia, and I will be recording the third three Christmas episodes, the third and final batch of Christmas episodes, if you will, of Home Improvement, which will complete television month, or a little over a month. So that'll be fun. And that will drop on April 12th, which is practically halfway through April at that point, which is crazy. Before that, however, dropping April 8th, will be the next chapter of Another Christmas Story, Chapter 10, which yours truly will be reading to y'all. We originally had the amazing Michael Crystalman scheduled to read it, but due to some personal scheduling issues and things that have come up, he won't be able to read that chapter. Hopefully he'll be able to read one later on this year, so I'll be stepping in and reading it to y'all. And in it, you'll catch up with Aaron Rankin and his classmates as they land in New York City for their Christmassy field trip adventure. So keep your eyes on your feed for that. Again, that will be dropping Thursday, April 8th. 
So once again, thank you all for your love and support. We couldn't ask for better listeners in the world than all of you. You're truly the best, and we are so lucky we get to consider a lot of you legitimate friends. Truly, a lot of you are more like family than friends. So do your homework. Watch ALF and Home Improvement. We have lots of fun, exciting stuff coming up, but that's not the most exciting news we have. To reveal that, I'm going to kick it back to Ron. There were only 268 days until Christmas. (laughs) Thanks, Ron. I seriously can't believe how fast this is flying or how awesomely awful your New York accent is. The most wonderful time of year will be upon us before you know it. So get excited. I know I am. I know Tom and Julia are. Before you know it, the back-to-school stuff will be going up in stores, quickly followed by the Halloween stuff, and it's all downhill from there. So, until Sunday, y'all, have a great weekend, a happy Easter, a happy end of Passover, whatever holidays you celebrate. I hope you have an amazing one. And all three of us will be speaking to you on Sunday, and then again on Monday. Bye, y'all. Call on your angels Come down to the city Crowd around the big tree All you strangers who know me Bring your compassion Your understanding Lord, how we need it On this New York City Christmas Yeah, I'm sending you a merry New York Christmas And a prayer for peace on earth within our time Yeah.